Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. I want you to put your hands together and welcome with me Pastor Catalina as she comes to share a word with you this morning. Come on, encourage her. I gotta use the glasses that I can read with. <laughs> so I can't see faces, so I'm not pointing you guys out this morning, all right? But I'm excited about this word and just what God is doing. And you know, just where I've been and where God's brought me from. Come on. Yes. Come on. It, it's God, only God. But I, first and foremost, I wanna honor the, the pastor of this house, the man who poured into my life, him and his wife, Pastor Dan and Angie Vera. Listen. My transformation in my life, and I'm still going through it, they're direct cause. I thank God that they planted this church in San Jose because I found my way to that church in San Jose many years ago. And so I honor them because of what they did. They don't know, but they, hey, the Lord sent them for me. I'll take it. Amen? I'll take it. But the other people I want to honor are not in this house right now. But I hope they're, oh, they're not online, forgot. But I know they they know me. But if it hadn't been for them, over close to 20 years ago, Greg and Dina Lara were instrumental in my life and CWC because they planned a block party. Dan knows them, a lot of you guys know. They planned a block party, and, and that day they planned the block party. I didn't show this in the first service, but... I was at home around the block. I was so distraught in my life. I was in despair, and I'm not, this is God's honest truth. I had taken a shower that morning, and I was broken, and I was going, God, I need to find a house where I can know you. Do you even love me? And I never forget that prayer because I was bawling in the shower. How many love showers where you can just break down, right? If our showers could speak, Lord. We'd have a series going on. But I'll never forget that morning. And that was in the morning. Noontime, I hear. And I'm like, who's? here you know Saturday morning how many know who we're expecting right I won't mention Jehovah Witness but yeah Um, and it was it was Dina Lara and she knocked at the door and she goes hey she's so friendly and happy she goes I'm having a block party at noon or I think two or three o'clock around the block and I'm one of your neighbors and I said oh wow I said is this God in my heart because I just prayed and I went to the block party. And this is where I met Pastor Dan and Ange. Wow. And my life has been changed ever, for, ever since. So today, this story that I'm going to share, this person that I'm going to share on, um, resonates with my life, where I've been, where I was. And the, the amazing story God has for every one of us. Every one of us. Amen. This is a story of hope, injustices, environments, and circumstances. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this time. 
I ask Holy Spirit that you come and shift even now the atmosphere of our minds. I pray like right now, Lord, wake up the soul that you would that that the soul of man would receive the word of God, and that um, bondages and and barriers would become um, break off right now in the name of Jesus. We love and adore you, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, I'm sorry, you're still standing. I'll hurry up. Okay, let's go to um, this. The title of this sermon is Within the Walls. It does not matter how the story started. It's how he finished. Okay? It's not how, does not matter how the story started. Listen, this is key. It's how he finished. Rahab's story is for everyone, not just women. I'm going to say that again, brothers. It's not just for women. It's for everyone. Rahab's life tells us if you want change, you must have courage. You must have courage to change. This story will reveal the goodness of God, even in the injustice, the environment, and the circumstances she lived in. Come on, Joshua 2, verse 2. One and three. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from the Acacia Grove to the spy, secretly saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and they came to the house of the harlot named Rahab. Amen. You may be seated since I already prayed. <laughs> Rahab was named a harlot. A harlot is... A other names of prostitute, okay? And, and think about this. This was her name given. And I think of Rahab, and I, I, I have to go back and think as a woman, man, where does she get that title? I don't think any young woman grows up saying, I want to be a prostitute one day. I believe there were some injustices in her life. I believe there was, she was put in situations that she didn't ask for. There are situations that we go through life that as children we did not expect. These are injustices. When someone takes advantage of you. Sexual abuse, physical abuse. Going through your life with these things in your mind not being able to be set free. Get ready, the walls are coming down. The way you think, the old memories, and the old conditions of your heart are coming down. We need to break those because God has something in store for your life. That is going to shift your life and your generations forever. This is the story of Rahab. Come on, just a prostitute. This is her story. Her name. Come on, what names of society have labeled you? What has your family labeled you? Drunkard, addict, liar, thief. No good for nothing? Come on, Pastor. Come on. What are the words that have been spoken over your life since the beginning that you could remember? Mm. 
This is the part of where God has to change our thinking. This is where we have to, one of the biggest battles I've seen and in my own life is my character and my thinking. When I came to this church, and I, I don't think I got to share this in the first year, but when I came to this church, I was in despair. I had been doing my life just cat. I had um, just been in a, just, just ugly, because I was, grew up in church, but I was backslidden. I was living my life, the best life, really. Um, <laughs> yet I'm crying in my shower, right? <laughs> Tells you how best it was. <laughs> um, I was in despair. I had been through abuse sexually and physically. Mm. I had went through that young. Mm. So these years go by and I'm still struggling. How many know unless you break that mindset, you're gonna continue to struggle? Yeah. So my, one of the things that, that labeled me was abuser. Mm. So because I was abused, I began to abuse. Not sexually, but mentally. Speaking down to people. Always having defense mechanisms come up. Always knocking people's words down. Never being able to accept correction. Ouch. Yeah. You can ask him. He knows. And so when I came, <laughs> love you, Pete. When I came to this church, I was broken. And God brought me, and I was broken because of men in my, relation, in, my, in my life, what I had went through. And get this, he brought me to a church where it was just all men pastors. God, he's funny. But he knew what I needed. It didn't feel good all the time. I threw fits inwardly. Do you know what I mean? When you leave church and you're still mad? Uh-huh, I know a lot of you right here. Well, we're going to get that out of you. When you leave and you, you talk about your pastors. You're gossiping about your friends. You're telling the stories of everybody's life here. These are the things that God had to deal with me on. Character. But because I've been abused, my defense mechanisms were uh, built around me. I couldn't even, I couldn't receive word. Let me be honest. I believe a lot of my problem was my pride. Ego. This is what walls look like. Bitterness. Why did it have to happen to me so young? Why was I left? Why did it happen? I didn't ask for this. I was a young girl. Some of my brothers didn't ask for this. You were young boys. Come on, this just doesn't go for women. I believe this goes for equally, equal opportunity here. Men and women have been abused, amen? That's why we have such a high gang rate. They're trying to find their identity. We're trying to find our identity. And we're walking around with fake identity. What? We don't believe, we don't even believe what God says about us, but we'll believe what people say. Wow, that's good. 
The impact of when we tell you, when this man preaches a word and tells you that God has a purpose for you, you would rather hear the lie that you're not that great. And believe it. You'll walk out of this church and go grab a drink or do what you got to do. Because you didn't believe the word of God. And you did not believe on God. Come on. The Bible tells us. You've got to be careful of what you label yourself with. Amen. You need to be careful how you label yourself. <clears throat> the Bible tells me in Galatians 3.26, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. I am not an orphan. I'm a child of God. I'm an heir with Christ Jesus. Come on. John 1.12 says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. We are not fatherless people. Mm -hmm. We are children of God, but a lot of times we live fatherless. Yes, we live fatherless. We roam to and fro looking for acceptance, mm -hmm. validation, approving, somebody approving me. When all you need is the validation of God the Father. Yeah. Our perspective of how God sees us will determine our response to his view of us. Ooh. Say it again. It's right there. Isn't it up? <laughs> I guess not. Our perspective of how God sees us will determine our, wrong, our response to his view of us. So... Our perspective, how we see God in our flaws, is what we'll get. So let me give you an example for myself. Like I said, I come from an abused background. And coming here, and when I started leadership, and I started going to Bible school, and I started under this, these poor pastors over here. <laughs> you know, I say poor pastors because they went through a lot with me. I did the long-term plan. Be, I'm being real. <laughs> right, Petey? I think I did the 10-year plan here. Because I was always fighting for validation. Because I didn't know who my Heavenly Father was. I only heard about Him. Some of us, and if we've been abandoned by our father and our parents, our loved ones, guess what? You're seeking validation. Yep. You're seeking affirmation of something. And sometimes we get stuck there and we can't get past it. So we can't break into our purpose because we don't even trust our God. Amen? Amen. I love this story because God will always send his search and recovery messengers ahead for the restoration process. Just as he did with Rahab. He sent the spies in. And he sent them to her house and said, you know, hey, if you hide us out, you know, because they're coming to take over Jericho. The Lord gave them Jericho, so they went to spy out the land. If you hide us out, she made, they made an oath with her, our lives for yours. So she took them up to the roof, and she hid them there. And I love that, because she took action. She didn't even know what she was doing. She had been through injustices. She had been despised and she had been, think of the mindset. 
Come on, folks, I'm trying to wake up your mindset. How many of us go through things that think, oh, how am I going to do this? Here we go again. She had to fight through that mindset, and she had to step out and take action over her life. And she didn't even know what she was doing. Listen, her story talks about injustices. I've read many commentators, commentaries, that kings would pay poverty-stricken families and take their young, beautiful daughters and false promises and make vows to marrying them only to discard them. Rahab didn't grow up to be a prostitute. Something was taken from her. And her family was probably so poor that they had nothing to fight with. But I'm going to tell you right now, she had a God that would fight for her. Again, it's not how you start. It's how he finished. Amen? Unjust or unfair action or treatment. I propose she faced some injustices as a young lady. We call it trafficking. We call it kidnapping. And we still use the term prostitution. Same thing's happening today. What are some of the injustices you have faced? Maybe as a child you were abused, wrongly accused. Perhaps you were abandoned and and confronted unfair situations. Maybe you feel like you're in the wrong skin. And discriminated. Man, today in today's society, man, everybody's discriminated, right? You talk about injustice. You just look in Facebook, look in the world, watch the news. Everything's about injustice right now. But I can only imagine the years of the undeserved torment and abuse Ray have may encountered. Something that she encountered but didn't deserve. But get ready, there's a God who is just. Amen? There is a God who vindicates. We read in Psalm 72, 4, He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy. And He will break in pieces the oppressor. Come on. He will save the children and break in pieces the oppressor. Come on, today. I want you guys to say this. Today. God will break break the pieces pieces of the oppressor of my life. Amen. There is a rescue plan. There is a rescue plan. So there we go with with the injustice. But the next point I want to talk about is her environment. Rahab lived in the wall of Jericho. This got me. It says, Joshua 2.15, Then since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, she let the spies down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Do you think her environment affected her behavior and mindset she lived in? Come on, how many know that we can be affected by our environment? Amen? Amen. We need to shift our environments. We need to get rid of the old environments and start living under the atmosphere of heaven. 
You know, Rahab was a, I'll call her a businesswoman. She was a businesswoman. And I'm not just saying because she was a prostitute, but she hid the spies under flaxseed, which tells me she had to sell spices. Because women in those times, if you didn't have a husband, you had nothing. You weren't allowed to work. But she had, she had, she was smart because she took her circumstances. I know it sounds weird, right? But she made a business. She had to, she had to defend herself and provide for herself. And she even, this was funny, she even used the wall for her advantage. Think about it. Because she saw travelers coming in and out of the city. She hit them up <laughs> with the spices. <laughs> this was her environment she knew. I'm not going to lie, the Bible said it. She was a prostitute. She had been so discarded in her life, this is all she knew. So she lived in it. But I believe, come on, I believe that there was something stirring within Rahab. I believe deep inside, there were times she probably cried. There were probably times of disgust with herself. Why did this happen to me? Why am I living like this? She probably had a lot of, of pain and trauma, don't you think? Allowing our thoughts to live in the structure of our past will defeat and tear down how we build our future generations. Oh, you church, this is why your pastor has been preaching. You need to step into your place and let go of your past. It is so crucial, crucial. It's not just for you, it's for your generations after you. Quit looking at being so narrow-minded. It's about your children, their children, and their children coming next. Your seed must proceed. If the enemy could stop with you, what happens? I propose the wall is a prophetic picture of a hard, thick, cold surface. Okay, because we knew that was a stone wall. I believe this can represent the conditions of Rahab's memories, mind, that she had erected over her lifetime. I want you guys to think about that. How many unfair things have been erected in your life time and time again? All because you're just trying to fight the pain, the memory. You're not able to break through. You just keep going back. You keep going back to, the, to whatever, whatever soothes you, whatever numbs you. What walls have you created to protect you? What do your walls look like? Guys, don't get quiet on me. 
What old thoughts and memories in your mind, wrong words on repeat, keeping you from experiencing new levels of God? We've got to change. Pastor said it, our stinking thinking. This is something that we have to break out of today. I'm speaking on this series of freedom because I believe that Rahab had to step out in action to be set free. There was something that had to take place. She had to step forward. That means you have to step forward to break those old behaviors, break those old patterns, break those old structures of what you lived with. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring captive, we bring every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. What this scripture tells me is we bring. Doesn't say God does it. It says we bring every high thing that exalts itself. What am I saying? Maybe you have a bad day. How many have bad days? All of us. And something didn't work out. And all of a sudden, you're playing this whole thing in your mind about how you're going to get somebody back. Your husband, your wife, your neighbor, your kids, whoever. And before you know it, you are fuming or you're just really depressed. (laughs) Right? You go one way or the other. Listen. We have to take those thoughts captive. At the moment they surface, if Christ didn't say it, I won't receive it. This is taking every word captive. I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. I'm not an orphan. My word says I'm a a child of God. I'm an heir of Jesus Christ. I belong to the kingdom of heaven, and my inheritance is part of Christ Jesus. That's how you have to speak. That's how you have to remind your old mindset. No more. I'm saying it to you right now. No more old mindset. This thing is stopping now. Some of you have been walking around too long tormented. Can't get, you keep coming up for salvation. God already did it. But the enemy keeps playing with your mind, saying, no, you're not good enough. No, it really didn't happen. No, I said a bad word. No. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. There's no walking dead in the kingdom of God. Quit trying to resurrect a dead man. Right? Right? (laughs) Quit trying to resurrect him. That's an old man. You don't behave like that. You don't have to be ghetto. You don't have to be east side. I was east side. You got to get rid of that old man, that old mentality. I'm a child of God, and I'll walk as a child of God. I'll walk in my dominion. I'll walk in my authority. I love it. You know, God is getting ready to tear down some walls of your your mindset. They're coming down. The old man's being defeated today. Come on, say that. Old man, you're being defeated today. Now let's take a look at her epic comeback. Are you ready? 
All right. Joshua 2.10 says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, uh, Shinon and Og, whom you destroy. This blows my mind. All she did was hear. She's telling the two spies, who are you? Oh, I heard about what you did. She didn't receive salvation. She didn't go to a conference. She was living in a wall, all by her lonesome self. And when the spies showed up, she had heard about their God. And the word says she feared their God. She took the initiative and hid the spies. Come on, she hid them. This blows my mind. I propose that maybe Rahab didn't know God, but rather God knew Rahab. God knew Rahab. She may have heard about the miracles, but God heard the cries of her injustice. Come on, I'm talking to you guys today. Some of you have been coming to church. Some of you have been trying to break through your life. Some of you have been coming through these, these walls and these every, day, every week you're trying to break through and you keep going back to the old man. Listen, God has a purpose. God has a rescue plan. Just as he did for Rahab, he'll do it for you. Just as he did for Rahab, he'll do it for you. He says in Psalms 18:6, God hears my cries, but in distress I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help, and he heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ear. God responded to Rahab's cries and said in Joshua and the spies, as a military rescue mission, Listen, and PD knows this, right? He had, God had already given them the land. He had already given them Jericho. And I always question that. Well, if he gave them Jericho, why'd they have to go in? Why did they have to go defeat it? He said, I'm giving you Jericho. You know why I propose that God went to take down the walls of Jericho for Rahab. God will go through extreme measures for his children. Wow. She acted. Sometimes we have to take action in unfamiliar conditions. Some of you men are in the men's home, don't know why you're there. Be ready. God is getting ready to do some transformation in your life. I, I just love it. You know, I love her story. I, I love how God restored her. Listen to this. Because of her decision to act and help the messengers, this led to the salvation of her family, her bloodline, and her generations were restored. Do you know when the walls came down, the only people that came out of there, am I, am I wrong, Pete? 
The only family that came out of the city of Jericho was Rahab and her family. What does that say about you? What is God getting ready to do on your behalf for your family, for your next generation? Woo, I love it. Her story just, man, pumps me up. I know when I tell people, oh, I love Rahab, they're like, prostitute? That's all you know about her? Wow, I love her. Because she didn't know better. There was injustice in her life. Listen, she is one of the five women mentioned in the New Testament. In the New Testament. I think there's, a, there's only like a Mary, Martha, um, is it Ruth, um, and Rahab, and Sarah. But you want to hear something even greater? She is part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. God had a place for her. Even in her hopelessness. Even in her despair. Even in her, her, the worst part of her life. God heard her. Bible says, Romans 5, 8, why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Come on, Christ has died. He already did it. Rahab became the mother of Boaz. So what's that telling you? She married one of the spies that came to her home. What? (laughs) God set her up good. He even gave her a husband. Come on. That's a good God. Amen? Think about it. She had never been validated. She had never been loved. She ends up being with Solomon, right? The mother of Boaz, the king redeemer of Ruth. Don't tell me she was just a prostitute. Her action took her levels in the kingdom of heaven. What's that say about you? What actions are you not doing for God? Are God's waiting on you to step into? Some of you have been saying, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get involved in Bible study. I'm going to go to um, Bible school. I'm going to start learning. And the first problem that comes up, you're done. <laughs> oh, I want to be mentored by you. Oh, we get that all the time. One phone call and they're done. Where are you three months later? Listen, when you're tired, you have to change. And with change comes the courage to change. You want to see God flip your world and rock your world? Give God your first. Take action. Grace can erase any past. But love will restore your destiny. I want you to know that her injustice, her environment, her circumstances, the way she heard and acted brought her into restoration and into her destiny of the lineage of Jesus Christ. I don't know how better, great a story I can get than that. That was what God did. And that's what God will do for you. 
Come on, that's what God is waiting to do for you. We need to break down the walls of our minds and memories of those past hurts, those offenses, those things, that bitterness, that abuse. I believe people don't walk in their full identity because they're still walking in the trauma of their past. I'm not good enough. Brothers, come on. I'm not good enough. Trauma from your childhood. We got to break those lies. The enemy has kept you bound long enough. It's not enough just to come to church to walk into your destiny. There's, there's courage and change that has to take place. So I want, I want you guys to um, just go ahead and stand if you will. I love her story. I love that God has such a, man, I don't know about you, but I pray that you are inspired by her outcome. It's not a just let's get by this life. It's a transformation to your destiny. You are the key. You are the holder to that. He can preach many pre um, um, sermons. We can stand up here until we're blue in the face. But it takes action. It takes action to step into it. There are things you have to do. There are things you have to let go. So right now, I just wanna, I want us to close our eyes as Randy plays. I'm just going to begin to pray that God would begin to move. There are some people in this room right now, I even know there's some memories coming up. There's some things that have kept you bound for so long. You haven't told anybody. God wants to free you today. God wants to free you today. Thank you, Lord. There's some sisters in this house that just go crazy in their mind. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not worthy enough. God says, you are so valuable, you have no idea. Just as the scarlet rope represented freedom for Rahab, just as the blood of Christ represents salvation to us. If you're here today and you, you've heard about God, but never received him by a show of hands. If you can raise your hand right now or, or come to the altar, I would love to pray with you. We would love to pray with you right now. You need Jesus. You don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior. those who need to get rid of the injustices in your mind. Perhaps you've been holding on to all these years of grudge, regret. Heavenly Father wants to free you this morning. God will meet you regardless of where you started. There is no shame in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and open up the altar. If you need prayer, we want you to I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come on up. I want you to be reverent because I really feel this is a breaking time for a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of shame that needs to come off. And I don't just say people, our generation, our culture. There's been a lot of shame. There's been a lot of abuse mentally and physically. God wants to heal today. Thank you for downloading this message. 
For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.